Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We thank you for the praise report for Kelly Ellis McNeil. We pray the blood of Jesus over her particular type of cancer. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of our hope, Jesus Christ, amen. We continue our study of betrayal in the Bible, and we shift our focus to why Jesus was betrayed. The religious leaders of Jesus' day were so infuriated with our Lord that they wanted him dead. But why? Here are some of the reasons why. Jesus made claims that the religious leaders could not believe. When the religious leaders confronted Jesus about healing on the Sabbath, listen to his response in John 5, verses 17 and 18. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. My friends, this was one of the claims of Jesus, and let's examine some more claims. As Jesus taught in the temple, he says these words to the religious leaders in John 8:58. Before Abraham was, I am. My brothers and sisters, Jesus claims to be the great I am, the voice of God from the burning bush. I am is the eternal God who existed in eternity past. Jesus claims that Moses wrote about him in the scripture in John 5 verses 45 and 46, which reads, Do not think that I shall accuse you to my father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. Folks, if the religious leaders did not believe the words written about Jesus, they certainly were not going to believe his own words. Yet, Jesus claimed to be greater than Jonah and Solomon in Matthew 12, verses 41 and 42. My comrades for Christ, Jonah preached to Nineveh, and they repented. Jesus preached to Israel, and they did not repent. Solomon was one of Israel's greatest, richest, and wisest kings, yet Jesus claimed to be greater. You can imagine the anger that was increasing in the religious leaders. In Matthew 11:27, Jesus claims to know God personally. It says, All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. My friends, it is important to note that the Son chooses to reveal the Father to some people. That's why you can't get upset with people who cannot see God as you see him. Another claim of Jesus is that he came from heaven in John 8:42. He proclaims, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceed from and come from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Jesus goes on to claim that he is the only way to God in John 14 and 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My Christian companions, 
This claim is currently being challenged as the world believes that there is more than one way to God. Jesus confirms that he is the Messiah as he speaks to the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, verses 25 and 26. It reads, The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. My friends, there are many times in the Bible that the religious leaders ask Jesus to reveal himself, yet here he reveals himself as the Messiah to a Samaritan woman. In addition to these claims, Jesus had other claims which upset the religious leaders, including, He is the only way of salvation from sin, John 5, 24. Everyone must bow to him and call him Lord, Romans eleven fourteen. But it was his words in John chapter 10, verse 30, that renewed the efforts of the religious leaders to stone him. Jesus answered their request to tell them if he was the Christ, saying, I and my Father are one. Folks, this claim led to the charge of blasphemy by the religious leaders. In addition to the claims made by Jesus, his deeds also angered the religious establishment. Jesus healed on the Sabbath. He ate with sinners. He brought people back from the dead, and his deeds were broadcast throughout Israel. When he healed the man who was possessed by a demon, and blind, and mute, in Matthew 12, verses 22 through 24, the religious leaders accused Jesus of being a devil because he cast out demons. But some asked if he could be the Messiah in Matthew 12, 23. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David, the Messiah? One of the things that really upset the religious leaders was that Jesus was a threat to the religious system they had established. The temple was built for prayer, but it had became big business, especially during the feast. And the biggest feast was Passover. Pilgrims would travel from all parts of the world and would arrive in Jerusalem to worship and sacrifice. Now, you're not going to travel hundreds of miles and bring your own lamb to the sacrifice. There were lambs available for sale at the temple. Now, here's how the religious leaders would profit. If you bought a lamb or doves at the temple, the only money accepted were temple coins. The money changers would exchange your money for temple coins. They would charge a fee for the exchange, and the religious leaders got a cut. In addition to the coin exchange for sacrifice purchases, the men had to pay a temple tax, again, only payable with temple coins. So imagine millions of Jews exchanging their coins, but Jesus, in John chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, goes to the temple, made a whip, drove out the animals and the money changers, and turned over their tables. My brothers and sisters, men will kill over losing money. Another reason the religious leaders wanted Jesus dead is because he socialized with people they believed to be sinners. They were so righteous that they could not be seen with sinners, yet they plotted to kill my Lord. Jesus came to save the lost, but the lost religious leaders did not know that they were lost. Another reason they wanted Jesus dead was because they didn't want to upset the political situation with the Roman authorities. Rome was large and in charge. They were the dominant military power, and any uprising within the Roman Empire was quickly crushed. 
As the crowds were pondering if Jesus was the Messiah, the religious leaders did not want any trouble from Rome. In order for the Roman Empire to maintain a standing army, build and maintain roads, erect public works projects, and maintain the high standard of living, the Roman government levied heavy taxes on its citizens. Jewish tax collectors were hated because they were portrayed as countrymen who were assisting the occupying army. All these factors contributed to the tense environment and Jesus the King would damage relations with Rome. The fear of the religious leaders is found in John 11, verse 45 through 52. My friends of Christ, after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, many Jews believed in Jesus. Listen to the narrative between the Pharisees and the council in John 11, verse 47 through 50. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. One of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. Folks, when these words were spoken, they did not know that they were prophesying, for the Romans did come and destroy the temple in 70 AD. And of course, Caiaphas' statement about Jesus would also come to pass. Jesus showed no respect for the traditions of the Pharisees, who created a multitude of rules for the people to follow. Jesus ignored their rules and healed a man on the Sabbath right in front of them. The rule was, no work was to be done on the Sabbath. In Mark 3, verses 1 through 6, a man with a withered hand was in the synagogue, and the religious leaders watched Jesus to see if he would heal on the Sabbath, so that they could accuse him. Verse 4 says, Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. When we read verse 5 of Mark Chapter 3, we see a rare emotion from Jesus, anger. The verse reads, And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. My Christian friends, Jesus performed many miracles and gave the religious leaders an opportunity to believe on him, but instead, they rejected him and betrayed him in Mark chapter 3, verse 6, by plotting with the Herodians on how they would destroy him. The Herodians were supporters of King Herod. Folks, we still anger the Lord when we are hard-hearted. He gives us multiple chances to believe on him, but it's a personal decision. Will you believe the testimony that has been given about the goodness of Jesus Christ, or will you refuse to believe? Pray with me. Father, we come before you, believing what your word says about your son. I believe that he died for my sins, and you raised him from the dead. Thank you for sending Jesus. In the name of the Lord of both the living and the dead, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries 
and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.